It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and are dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, and welcome back to Generation Skywalker and to our commentary of Return of the Jedi. Celebrating the 40th anniversary of the climax of the original trilogy, and joining me this evening, I have Peter Lee. Hey Dan, how you doing? I'm good, mate. Gonna break your Generation Skywalker commentary cherry. You dodged a bullet with the first two, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have coming on a good one, and I have got. Well, some people think he's a god, Mr. Jez Allenson. <laughs> really, don't know what to say about that. Hey, mate. Well, good, and I've got the man with a beard that. Even Crix Medine is is envious of Mr. Craig Spivey. <laughs> A night at the cinema with my pals. How exciting! <laughs> yes, yes, I am. I'm looking forward to this one. I know we've been we've we've just done our sequel trilogy trailer show, and、uh, I I think we sit with some positive aspects to it, Jez. I think we were we were, we were balanced and fair, but I think with this,、um, this is our passion really, the original trilogy, and doing a. Uh, a commentary on one of these is is, is 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 it doesn't feel like homework. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent super fan checking in. I am so excited for this. Apart from Tarzan. Yeah. All right. There's a couple of bits. <laughs> so we're going to get into how you can watch along in a second. But before we do, I just wanted to, I was going to go around the table just ask everyone a question. It's a free part question, but it's the same for each of you. When did you first see Return of the Jedi, and who was it with, and Did it live up to the hype? And I'm going to start with Craig. So, 1983. I was 12 years old,、um, and I'd been travelling on the bus from the village to the town to the cinema for probably a year or two at this point. And I would have gone to see Return of the Jedi with my regular movie-going buddy Mark Barham.、Uh, and yeah, I was very, very hyped to it. It would have been in the majestic cinema in Scunthorpe. And I can remember going. I can remember queuing up. I can remember getting in the little vestibule and buying a packet of stickers. <laughs> I was selling Return of the Jedi stickers 
uh, the little fun products ones, little shaped ones, um, packets of, I think they're packets of four. Can really distinctly remember buying that and probably some fruit gums and uh, and loving it. Yeah, I was um, I was very excited for Return of the Jedi. I was very excited to see all the new stuff. I think that was how they were selling it. There was lots of new characters and lots of new aliens, lots of new ships, lots of new planets. It was all new, new, new. It was very exciting. Brilliant. What about you, Jez? Mate. I would have seen this aged eight at White Ladies Road Cinema in Bristol with my dad in uh, probably, I would say, early June. It wasn't in, you know, the first week of it coming out in May. But yeah, absolutely loved it. Remarkably, and maybe not everyone understands this from a generational point of view, but I saw this about 16 months before Empire because that's just how it happened for a lot of people my age or, or, you know, of our age. When you think about the releases, Empire came out on video October of, what was it, October 84. So Empire, if you didn't see it in cinema and you saw Jedi at cinema, you saw Jedi before Empire. And that's how it was for me. So, you know, I was getting the novel, I was getting the book, but already it's like, whoa, hang on a second, what on earth happened in Empire? And there weren't as many Empire books available as, uh, as Jedi. But yeah, what an absolutely amazing time. Loved it. Uh, and what is actually quite nice is 30 years later, at the 30th anniversary, I took my son, who was eight, to watch it as well. So definitely circle is complete. Brilliant. That's brilliant. What about you, Pete? Um, yeah, I would have seen this in Curly Cinema, which is now sadly a block of flats, but um, it was amazing cinema we had down there in, in South London, which is about four miles from where um, where I live now. So um, I know I saw it with a mate called Dan D'Souza and a mate called Barry Harvey, who I was at primary school with and very sort of uh, good mates with. And Darren, I'm actually still in contact with, amazing. He lives up in Leeds, but we'd sort of been out of contact for about 20 years. We managed to to make contact again and he's still a, a, a sort of a pretty good mate now so um yeah my memory sort of tells me that i saw it as a birthday treat but i wouldn't have waited my birthday <laughs> late july and there's just no way i would have waited two months to, <laughs> to see this so we would have i remember the three of us went together and and that was yeah pretty full on but i remember my brother went the day before and i remember him coming back from the cinema with his mate just absolutely buzzing and running around like idiots so you just kind of think yeah bring it on and yeah that whole time was amazing I think it's sort of to an age because I was nine then so probably like absolutely sort of in the zone and and ready for it and I remember the buzz around the toys coming out the new stuff sort of being on release and the sort of slow release of stuff was coming out and the, the early release figures the Akbar and the, the mean dumb and just 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 the hype being on overdrive brilliant well I'm a bit younger than you guys I was only four when it came out and my mum and dad didn't really do the cinema so I never got to see it in the cinema I got to watch it on a hooky tape about six months after it came out on a Hitachi top loader on our TV in the living room which my dad managed to borrow off his mate for the weekend we could only have it for the weekend and I watched it three times in a single weekend that's that that was my memory of seeing Return of the Jedi so with that guys we're going to get ready to press play so for anyone who is who wants to watch along with us we're going to be watching this on Disney Plus. So we're going to be watching the Disney Plus version of Return of the Jedi. Um, if you just tee up the, the movie on Disney Plus and I'll count down in a few seconds. Or if you haven't got Disney Plus, I, I believe the version 
of Return of the Jedi I've got is the 2011 Blu-ray edition, but you should be good with any of the special editions. Just get them teed up ready at zero zero zero, and we'll um, we'll press play in a few seconds. Alternatively, Craig is going to try his best to provide an enhanced version of this on YouTube. So long as we don't get caught up in any licensing issues, then there will hopefully be a YouTube version of this as well for you to watch. Without further ado, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one. everyone here in the fox fanfare yep yeah good we're off then I need to turn the lights off i think going to the cinema and seeing a, a new opening crawl in it but after you've um, like episode seven when that was on that was like such a buzz when you get to see the crawl for the first time of the emphasis on capital letters for galactic mm. empire did you know there was in the first draft there was going to be two death stars it was going to be on a planet called Hadhabian, which was the uh, the imperial imperial capital of the galaxy. I don't know whether that's a different planet to Coruscant, but yeah, it was originally going to be set there. There was going to be two Death Stars being built in orbit. Oh, less is more. Yeah. <laughs> well, we pretty much get half a Death Star in this one, really. It's not be finished. And it looks so much better for it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Very ominous. Extra tie, a tie fight is dropping out of there, it's always a special moment, they're amazing. This, is, this film is really just a, um, an absolute showcase of, of ILM at their top of their game, yeah. you know, before the CGI. I don't think there's a film they did after this, with the complexity of some of the shots they've got here, with, with so many different elements making, I mean, some of the later space battles are absolutely amazing, I don't think anyone would be able, capable of doing it today we just modeled eight computers to be able to do some of this stuff. You see the little guys at the bottom there doing some welding? I only spotted them the other day. Can you see them? <laughs> yeah. Mental. Yeah. yeah, and the Thai bomber there I didn't spot for a long time. I remember that. Born the commander that Lord Vader's shuttle has arrived.
was originally going to be Grand Moff de Jurad in the uh, in the original script. I think he was going to be much more of a villain of a rival to to Vader. Have you noticed how in all the contemporary TV shows they all do that little blast of dry ice when a ramp comes down? <laughs> you may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as the military person in me is looking at the way these stormtroopers are all stood. Different ways, weapons held differently. I'm like, come on, lads, shop now. <laughs> does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. But he asked the impossible. I need more men. Then perhaps you can tell him when he arrives. Vader's helmet is really shiny in this film, do you not think? That is correct, Massively, I was just about to say that. Proper yeah. buffed up, and he? <laughs> he's got a special machine to do it for him. <laughs> stand under it and rolls his head around it. Probably in the top of the, the the chamber where he hangs out in, isn't it? Probably got it there. So where were the deleted scenes originally meant to be? Like there? Because there's so no one with Vader. Yeah, Vader would have walked off to his meditation chamber, starts calling Luke, doesn't he? And then Luke sat up in the hills there somewhere making his lightsaber. So that was all just there, and then it cuts to the droids. Mm. Leaving. Don't be so sure. If I told you half the things I'd heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably short circuit. We're gonna get the first special edition there, look, the big door. Proper big door now, isn't it? Yeah. Otto, are you sure this is the right place? Better knock, I suppose. There doesn't seem to be anyone here. Let's go back and tell Master Luke. Goodness gracious me. I love this little... Well, they called it back in the day the iRobot, but now, kind of, canonically, they've changed it to Gatekeeper Droid. Okay. But, yeah, I love it. Uh, Mandalorian, didn't they, in the first season, and he rips it out. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to break in and rescue Grogu. Yeah, so this was Larry Ward, who then went also on to play Jabba. But who did the voice for the iDroid? Yeah. I do like the fact you get, it, it, this film's almost like two films in one because you get this whole rescue at Jabba's palace. This takes up pretty much, this is like 25, 30 minute sequence of the film. You're almost getting two films for one. It's almost like your bond, your bond intro with steroids. Just you deliver Master Luke's message and get us out of here. My mum always tells a story about these Gamorrean guards. Because after I saw this, I wanted a Gamorrean guard action figure. And if you were to tell my mum that these weren't rare action figures, she wouldn't believe you. She had to go halfway around London to get me one of these for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first kid in my school to have a Gamorrean guard, Michael Branch. And he, he would lend it to you. He would like, yeah, you, you can have it this afternoon. And he was like, yeah, so popular because he had a Gamorrean guard. He's 
is pretty scary when you're a kid. Yeah, that's his teeth and fingernails. Uh, have you seen a bad lip, you know bad lip reading? Have you watched any of the bad lip reading? No. Oh, I might have done. I, I vaguely. Oh, just, yeah, watch it. Just, I think it's like bad lip reading Return of the Jedi. It's, um, I think they've done all the Star Wars movies, yeah. It's very funny. Look, it's scab. I'm afraid he's ever so stubborn about these things. I love the fact, look, just on the right-hand side, it just shows, it's really worn, and it's, it's real. Do you know what the the attention and detail that they've put mm. in there? He's got like little oozing scab. Love it. First look at Chapter Hut. That that is an amazing puppet in it. Even today, it, it looks convincing. There's certain shots where he looks a bit rubbery, but. Some of the shots are brilliant of it. Yeah, is how many guys in there? Is it four, three or four? Yeah. I think there's a um, a, a, a dwarf in the um, in the tail, and then I think um, there's a story about Carrie Fisher going a stiletto of teal going through the tail when she jumps over it, and stabbed the geezer in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight and friend to Captain Solo. I know that you are powerful, mighty Jabba, and that your anger with Solo must be equally powerful. I seek an audience with your greatness to bargain for Solo's life. What did you guys think of, I mean, I wasn't old enough to remember, but obviously seeing Luke in an all-black costume, were, were you, was that kind of at all, that's, that's a, was that a red flag, were you worried that Luke was going to turn to the dark side when you when you first saw that i don't remember that was meant to be the intention right that you were after everything that happened in empire that yeah you were going to see him in black and you didn't know which way he was going to go i think at age day i just loved it i thought it looked great but now looking back i think from a symbology point of view yeah, yeah it really shows confliction but that was just lost on me at the time we're doomed. Pija Wangi Kokma Pang Nangni Dukchanki Turoi Solo Thotumanke Jaya. Ah, to look, Captain Solo, and he's still frozen in carbonite. Quick, a man a man. All of these scenes are so dense, aren't they? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's years later that I really got to grips with who was actually in these scenes because Dengar know. and Bosk are both in there aren't they as well somewhere at some point they got Dengar and Bosk even yeah that's right that um hand the hand um solo character originally um in the first draft when they got to the palace he was already going to be out of the carbonite and he was going to be locked up in one of these cells with a beard and uh Chewbacca and Lando got thrown in with him because they got caught trying to rescue him I think what we ended up with was much better. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this tortured droid is Ben Burt. You are a making the noises. Yeah. I am C-3PO. And this, EV-99, that's the voice of Richard Marquand, the director. Is it? Is it? 
Yeah. I, I heard that. that oh, was sorry, it's 88. Yeah, 88. Yeah, so no, so, no, it's EV ninety nine. EV ninety nine is the woman out of Simpsons, the one who does um, Lisa Simpson's voice. I'm going to my book, but okay. Well, Either way, it's a bizarre concept to think that these things can feel pain. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the ones getting drunk in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Does an EV ninety nine turn up in the Mandalorian somewhere? Yeah. The bartender. She's in the bar, isn't she? Yeah. And in 88 was the translator for Boba Fett. Matt Berry. That was hilarious. I thought that was a great casting. Last, um, last year in October, I went and watched this at the Royal Albert Hall with the live orchestra. And and this next scene was the weirdest bit because of this. They had these, obviously had all the violins and all the orchestra out, and then you've got these guys all of a sudden break into Jedi rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should be calling it how terrible this is, but uh, it is what it is, right? But the CGI has aged badly on this, isn't it? They need to do a redo on this again. I watched this. Yeah. I watched this and all I can taste is Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just looking at that I Max know. Rebo saying, I'm never going to get one that blue. <laughs> Group shot coming up. Have you noticed that before? No. <laughs> oh yeah, it's full on. <laughs> and I kept it in. And it's a U certificate. It's great they got her back, what, 16 years later to film this this, this shot. Yeah. Go down there. Because originally you just saw her fall in, didn't you? Yak face at the background there. It's a yak face. Mm. Right, so the voice of Boosh is the same female actor who played E.T. The voice of E.T. Pat Welsh. So they threw a decoder or digitised somehow the voices. How do they... Yeah, they wouldn't have been digitised so much, but they would have put one through. Some sort of synthesizer or... The illustrious Jabber bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. You know, you know. 50,000, no less. Ah! 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 
50 Arto. He's so slick any Boba Fett. <laughs> what did I say? The, the mighty Jabba asks why he must pay 50,000. Hey, Yato. Because he's holding a thermal detonator. Loads of sounds coming out of that thermal detonator. Loads mm. of different pulsings and bits and pieces. Some of the sound coming out of that thermal detonator is the uh, Jabba's eyeball servos. That ben Burt heard them and just um, recorded them. Didn't we watch when we were doing Attack of the Clones? Didn't we say those servos were used for something else as well? It was something in Attack of the Clones that we used for Jabba the Hutt otherwise, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember, Jez. He agrees! Why have we never had a thermal detonator toy as well? Or have we? I don't think we have. That would have been great. Hmm. Surely they got the tech now to actually do something pretty lifelike. Like a little water bomb on a timer with a balloon inside. Yeah. <laughs> really what I was thinking. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, you've got the Coca-Cola balls. Who's this? Yeah. Who's this? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Lando. Oh. Look, his mask down. Just to make sure that we've noticed. <laughs> Works every time. I like the way um, the, the Gamorreans must have starved after Jabba died, because in, in Mandalorian they're all so skinny. They must have been starving. Yeah, I don't get the, the reason behind that. It just looks terrible, I think. Might be wrong, but isn't there a Doug in this? Maybe it's there in the is. late scene. There's a CGI Doug. <laughs> yeah. I don't get the wind. I never got the wind chimes. They're just so random, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, not as clumsy or random as a blaster. Yeah, <laughs> just stick some wind chimes up. Walk straight into them. See the Tonton heads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have got that back in the day, though, would they? It isn't particularly well lit, is it? Mm. Thought they would have put some sort of guard on that button, you know, because that was quite easy to press, wasn't it? You can imagine, <laughs> got a man a man with his head hunter staff just accidentally <laughs> touches it. Just falling over, drunk, yeah, just drunk, clumsy, falling over, just like a knocked hand off the wall. you wonder then if Harrison Ford hadn't come back for this if he hadn't signed up for this third film what they would have done with that block of carbonite just relax for a moment you'll 
free as a carbonite. Such a great costume, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I love this costume. Hibernation sickness. I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. Where am I? Jabba's palace. Who are you? Hey. She's looking so hot. I gotta get you out of here. What's that? I know that laugh. I see three PO being <laughs> muffled. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jabba. Look, Jabba. I was just on my way to pay you back, and I got a little sidetracked. It's not my fault. We now come I'll pay you trip. You're throwing away a fortune here. Don't be a fool. It's all a bit creepy though, Jabba. I know we all have a bit of slave player, but when he starts sticking his tongue and trying to lick her, it's a bit oh, <laughs> it's a bit gross, isn't it? <laughs> Snot and muck they put around his mouth for this bit as well. <laughs> he's getting he's getting off on it, old bib, isn't he? Like, <laughs> Where's that water come from on Tatooine? Probably a fortune. <laughs> yeah, you're only scooping that up and selling it to the, <laughs> to the mobs. Might be, um, it might be Chewie needed a wee and hold <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's Wookiee. Chewie! Rank up it. Yeah, Luke! Luke's crazy! You can't even take care of himself, much less rescue anybody. A, a Jedi Knight! I'm out of it. For a little while, everybody gets delusions of grandeur. All right, pal. one morning right now it's the morning it's an evening going into the morning what's the timeline i guess this is morning because i haven't joined in the night so it's day tonight day overnight not really sure they've had enough time to get on amazon or vintage or whatever and get leah this costume which fits so perfectly <laughs> so it might have taken a couple of days that's so. your dog <laughs> I must speak with Java. I suppose as well, if you, you know, if you hadn't seen the film, obviously had Empire Strikes Back with Luke losing his lightsaber. You kind of watching this film, you sort of without the deleted scenes in it, you'd be thinking he still hasn't got one. You know, he goes through this whole next sequence still without getting his lightsaber out, which would have been pretty handy against the Rancor. Um, so you're led to believe he hasn't got a lightsaber still. Very true. 
At last, Master Luke's come to rescue me. Master Luke. Have no pace, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. I must be allowed to speak. Jedi mode speak and go eat. You'd think um, Jedi would have like a little handbook that told them what species they can use their mind tricks on and which ones they can't. Because didn't, didn't what I say the same thing to Qui Gon when he tried it on him? Yeah. Mm. You'd think they'd have a little book, wouldn't you? I know what it would work on. <laughs> it's in the sacred Jedi texts. He yeah. admitted that he never read them. It's your choice, but I warn you not to underestimate my power. Master Luke, you're standing on. Oh, Jedi. Thank God, thank God, yeah, yeah. Looks like he was carrying a Java gun. I loved it as a kid when this, when this Gamorrean guard got hit by that. What a rainbow. I remember when I used to work at um, P&O years ago, I used to work with a guy and he was in a band called Rancor. And people would go, what do you mean Rancor? What's a Rancor? And he'd go, oh no, it's the Rancor. And they'd walk around and go, what are you talking about? I always remember the um, one of the making of videos where George Lucas is describing exactly how he wanted the Rancor to slurp up the Gavorian. And he's sort of doing it on the on screen to fish that out. It's quite funny. So this was originally going to be a man in a suit and there's some footage of them <laughs> trying it out and it just, it just weren't happening. But this is a, a high, speed, high speed puppet, but I think it, it looks really good. I know they've taken out from some of the map lines for this um, special edition, but I still think it's pretty effective. Still pretty yeah, nice. Look great. I'm, I'm just not happy about the way they were all really cheering when one of their own went down. They were so <laughs> jubilant when he was killing one of their own Gamorrean guards. One of you lot fell into the Rancor pit. I'd be really upset. You'd re yeah, you'd rethink your occupation, wouldn't you, when you saw that? You'd be like, mm.
Times do we actually get tears in the whole Star Wars saga? Oh, that's a good question. I think they might be the first. I don't think Luke even cried when his aunt and uncle got cremated. No. Ewok has a little snot later on when one of his notes <laughs> is taken out. You see that random thing coming out of the ceiling, I've always, and it gets longer as well. It's really weird. Yeah, that thing with the time. Yeah, I sort of noticed that quite recently, and it, I think it sticks out even longer in the next scene. I think you get one of those in one of the. Um, I think the little diorama kit. But it's one of those things you sort of look at it, it's like Craig, you mentioned earlier the density of it, and you just sort of think someone's actually made that puppet and they put it there, and then it's, you see it so briefly. Yeah. There's a lot of bodies in that scene. There's a lot more humans in yeah. Jabba's palace than you remember, isn't there? Yeah. With with quite good close-ups, but they were obviously overlooked for the more interesting aliens when they came to mm. making action figures. Look <laughs> not. They re-released it quite a few times as well, haven't they? Didn't they re-release it fairly recently? I don't know. Yeah, I think the Power of collection. Force one was, was pretty much the same as the original vintage one, like the Power of Force 2 version. Yeah, the little the sort of clear window, didn't they? Did it come with figures? I can't remember. What are you doing here? Well, I can see you're selling drinks, but this place is dangerous. They're going to execute Master Luke, and if we're not careful, us too. I wish I had your confidence. Baby Seymour. Hmm. <laughs> it is, isn't it? There's loads of EU stuff around Sarlax, isn't it? I think Craig would eat that, don't they? Like, they're like, most like a space seed that lands on planets and just yeah grows into the ground like a plant. Something like that. His Excellency hopes that you will die honorably. But should any of you wish to beg for mercy, the great Jabba the Hutt will now listen to your pleas. <laughs> Jedi. 3PO! 
You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth you'll get no such pleasure from us. Great line. Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. Just to love the imagination. All these aliens, all these costumes, the whole pirate theme, everything about it. I like the, um, I think it's Family Guy does a big parody on this scene, and every time the music goes dum, they cut, and it goes on for like five minutes, they just keep moving around, <laughs> it just goes on forever. <laughs> Adds so much tension though, doesn't it, the bum-bums. Everybody's everyone going out of their mind because he had a green lightsaber as well. So like, couldn't get their head around it. I always wondered, obviously we had the, the second season of Mandalorian with Luke Skywalker in it at the end, if him and Boba Fett met again in those scenes, if he hadn't have flown off his, in, in Slave 1 and, and helped him on that Imperial ship, what that meeting would have been like between the two of them. This force kick coming up. There it is. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's the second burp joke, and we're in. What, how far are we in? <laughs> Can't resist it, can he, George? See a blaster bolt deflected with a lightsaber as well in Star Wars. I was watching a, an interview with Billy D. Williams the other day, and he was talking about this scene. And um, when, when, when Hans, he's saying like Harrison Ford was so into this scene, one of the squibs went off and went through Billy D.'s foot. He's screaming in pain, but yeah, Han Solo didn't come out of character and. <laughs> Carried on action. Come on, we gotta get out of here. 
He's a bit like Stuart, isn't he, really? Salacious Crumb. Will. He gets compared to Ewoks, but I think he's more like Salacious Crumb. Is, um, is Klaatu Skiff played by Billy Dee Williams' son? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Whoever built that gun needs to be shot. Fancy having that gun able to aim at his deck. <laughs> needs to have its own arcs of fire limitations put in there to avoid fracticide and stuff. I remember watching the making of, and this was obviously clear, huge, huge scenes, huge explosion. So much in that. Let's go to act two. That was where they cut out the um, all the sandstorm scenes yeah. they filmed all cut out and they just reverted to just having Luke and Hank taking over the comms on the ships. I think musically it works better the way Harry, they've done it now. The Alliance should be assembled by now. I will. Hey Luke, thanks. Thanks for coming after me. Now I owe you one. <laughs> That's right, R2. We're going to the Dagobah system. I have a promise to keep. An old friend. I do like the structure. They did a similar thing with Revenge of the Sith, which, which funny enough, the third film in the trilogy where you've got that 25-minute opening scene of them trying to rescue the Chancellor, and then it goes into like the catch your breath and you go into the next bit of the film. It's mad, that's a painting. The majority of that is yeah. a painting. It's crazy, isn't it? Got the probe droid there on the right. Yeah. Yeah, they're stunning. All the matte drawings, is the matte paintings you see for this movie. Here come the dignitaries. <laughs> it's kicking off now. <laughs> Who are those guys in the blue uniforms? The what do they do? The Death Star will be completed on schedule. You've done well, Lord Vader. I think this is one of the most underrated pieces of music in Star Wars. This is so such a good theme tune for the Emperor. Yes, look at that. Ankles together. Ankles together. Feet apart <laughs> over there. Feet apart there. Feet apart just a couple of inches. Smarter. Aren't the ones with the feet apart, Lily Leddy ones? He got short mouths as well. Very good. Have you checked in the painting, Jess? Are they correct in the painting? I don't see that one. That's the painting. The sound throughout this is just incredible. That rumbling thunder, everything. 
How much of this was sport for you guys going into it? Because obviously the novelization was out and comic books and all sorts of stuff. Did you did you know much of what was going to happen in the film before you saw it? Can you remember? I do. I don't remember. I don't think so. Obviously, didn't, it was many years before the internet, so I think it was just sort of maybe word of mouth, and you either didn't believe it or you were, you were seeing it pretty early, so it was it was all pretty fresh to you. I had um, two girls that used to babysit me when I was when they were teenagers at the time. I would have been four years old. I remember them coming back from seeing it and telling me that Darth Vader had his hand cut off. And they probably told me loads of other stuff as well, but that was like, that made me want to see it more than anything else. I'm like, what, Luke fights Darth Vader and wins? That was the draw for me. Master Yoda, you can't die. Strong am I with the Force, but not that strong. Twilight is upon me, and soon night must fall. That is the way of things. The way of the Force. But I need your help. I've come back to complete the training. No more training do you require. Already know you that which you need. Then I am a Jedi. <laughs> One thing remains. Vader, you must... He's such a good puppet, isn't it? He so, looks so good. They just couldn't get it right for episode one, though, could they? It's, it's funny, isn't it? Maybe it's just a lighting thing. Master Yoda. Is Darth Vader my father? Rest thy need. Yes. Rest. Yoda, I must know. Oh. Your father he is. Told you, did he? that I know the truth. Frank Oz really is getting a performance out of this bit of rubber, isn't he? Yeah. No. No. Do not. Do not underestimate the powers of the Emperor. Or suffer your father's fate. <laughs> 
you be? Don't sit on an island for ten years and do nothing. disappears in a minute you notice all the details of the pillow there's a little hole in the pillow the blanket it's just all done with such care consideration mm. give me a little pillow with a hole in it or you know the top of the chair and a little hole in the blanket it's real all of it it with um, Emma's, Emma's young daughter came in a couple of years ago and was watching it she's like what, Yoda dies you couldn't believe that Yoda had been killed off <laughs> he's, such, he's, he's such a well known iconic part of Star Wars even if you haven't seen Star Wars before and she couldn't get over the fact that they killed him oh, comes Alec Guinness getting his days working and God knows how many millions why didn't you 5% you told me Vader betrayed and murdered my father. Yeah, and so much money out of these films. It's incredible. He got those two percentage points for doing it, and it's just earned him. His family must be, to be still great in cash. Darth Vader. When that happened, the good man who was your father was destroyed. That was a big thing as well, wasn't it? Learning Darth Vader's real name, Anakin. Like that. Jim just to come out and say Anakin. I always thought that because it doesn't really explain the name Anakin normally you know, a lot of this um, has meaning behind it I always thought Anakin was, was meant to signify anarchy was close to the word anarchy and that's what Vader kind of represented do you think there's anything in that? Hmm. I always thought like because Ken is family isn't it? right okay so I always sort of make that association I was wrong there is still good in him He's more machine now than man. Twisted and... and I, I love it. Yeah. He's not enough of Star Wars fans and signing autographs. <laughs> I, I do love it in the, in the novelisation because it really expands on this, doesn't it? And it's got the origin of Darth Vader and how Anakin got burnt in the lava pit and all of that. If you read the, the, this conversation, it's a lot longer in the book. You were our only hope. Yoda spoke of another. The other he spoke of is your twin sister. Say what now? You've got to wrap it up in one film. <laughs> She's your sister. <laughs> the Emperor knew as I did. If Anakin were to have any offspring, they would be a threat to him. I, I read that, you know, the whole bit in the, uh, in the Empire Strikes Back when Yoda says, no, there is another. That was just the 
give it stakes. There was no thought behind who the other would be. And it was just put in there to make you think, oh, well, maybe Luke isn't coming back from this fight on Cloud City with, with Darth Vader. They do you credit. They hadn't decided it was going to be Leia until they started yeah. probably writing this, had they? Prone face. <laughs> oh, there he is. I can see him. There's two of them. Yeah, two or three. All about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanev. Well, don't look at me, pal. I just said you were a fair pilot. I didn't know they were looking for somebody to lead this crazy attack. I'm surprised they didn't ask you to do it. Well, who says they didn't? But I ain't crazy. You're the respectable one. He's behind him there as well, isn't he? In the, in the black cape there, yeah. next to 3PO. Got the hoods up. There's a three of them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because we're watching this and we're just, I'm paying so much attention to it. I've just seen loads of stuff I don't think I've ever seen before. It's really classic. you got all your air crew on one side and all the foot soldiers on the other. So realistic. Oh, I'm not seeing with it. <laughs> Relatively upgraded the graphics since the last time they talked about the Death Star. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That the Emperor himself is personally overseeing the final stage. The medical droid in there, just in case. Well, he, he survived Jabba's palace because he was getting torn apart in the last shot we saw. Bring us this information, Admiral Akbar, please. You can see here the Death Star orbiting the forest We're going to see Maidine in a minute. What is the story with that beard? Did they put the beard on him because they'd already developed the action figure? That's the story, right? Is that... The Death Star does have a strong defence mechanism. It's protected by an energy beard. Because they had one for the action figure. Well, they, they designed the action figure with a beard, so they gave him the one. The shield must be deactivated. Look at Endor, in comparison to the size of the Death Star, which is massive, yet they still call it a moon. Yeah. So how big's Endor? Huge! General Calrissian has volunteered to lead the fighter attack. Good luck. You're gonna need it. General Nagy. I've noticed those two ladies before. We have stolen a small Imperial shuttle. <laughs> yeah. Disguised as a cargo ship and using a secret imperial code, a strike is banned on the moon and deactivate the shield generator. Sounds dangerous. And who they found to pull that off? General Solo, is your strike team assembled? They can make realistic uh, aliens look like they're me, really dying, but they can't. They can't fake a beard. But then Obi Wan's uh, wig wasn't much better, was it? In That's one. Episode one. General, count me in. I'm with you too. Good. As soon as Luke walks in, I'm with you too. Meeting's over. They haven't said, right, what any questions? It? Everyone understand? <laughs> uh, there's been no check of understanding. Luke's walked in, everything goes weird. Look, he's buggered off. Hardly the word I would choose. It's that little gantry there next to the uh, Falcon. That's in all three films. <laughs> but that's... Uh, yeah, it's mainly a map painting in that one, that shot. Look, I yeah, I didn't build a Falcon actual prop like they had with the other films, did they? It was just a mat in this because it's not really, uh, right, space is not needed. 
No, I know what she means. Yeah, that looks like a picture from the storybook, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not the best one. I think now they've got like these these higher res copies of the film, it definitely looks less convincing now. But I, it never stood out to me until I got the um, the ILM book and they showed the map paintings. And I sort of wow, I didn't I just didn't register to me that that was a painting. There's near none with legs. <laughs> Any time you see him with legs, because he's a puppet, isn't he? When he's in the cockpit. I remember when I was a kid, I got a birthday card, um, and it's, it's, it's this shot of them all in the uh, in this cockpit, and it's got them fly the Millennium Falcon or something. And I'm like, and I know they're not in the Millennium Falcon; they're in an Imperial shuttle. I think I've still got that birthday card somewhere. Is it the same yeah. shot as the jigsaw puzzle? Yeah, I just got a yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all in the all in the cockpit of the shuttle. Come on, Jim. Tidewing was a good ship. Yeah. Right. Chewy, let's see what this piece of junk can do. Ready, everybody? All set. Here we go again. Everything was just more, wasn't it? There was just more on screen all the time, and this little armada, all these ships, all different shapes and sizes. It's just like it was just there's so much to take right. in. I, I really remember that. That little bit there was a proud moment for me because I got to see a rebel transport. Like, <laughs> that's where it's from. What is thy bidding, my master? Send the fleet to the far side of Endor. There it will stay. These are a proper freak show, all of these lot, aren't they, really? What There's lots of sort of, of horror elements in this. Yeah. I mean, I mean the Bomar monks. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether the Bomar monks were, were established for the film, but certainly the EU writers, whoever gave them that backstory, that they were disembodied brains to achieve enlightenment. I mean, it's it's dark stuff for a kids' yeah. film, isn't it? <laughs> they're almost like the Cenobites out of Hellraiser. They're all very pale and S and M like. It's... If they don't go for this, we're gonna to have to get out of here pretty quick, Chewie. It's a great shot in it of that star, that massive superstar destroyer going across the Death Star. Shuttle Tiderium requesting deactivation of the deflector shield. Have you ever seen that photo of all the Imperial dignitaries together and they're all sort of gurning into the camera? Yeah, we looked at it when we did the old fossil <laughs> episode about the Imperial thing. Transmission commencing. Now we find out if that code is worth the price we'd pay. I think they chose the best one to do the figure of. I think the colour's quite quite out there. Vader's on that ship. Now don't get jittery, Luke. There are a lot of command ships. <laughs> keep your distance though, Chewie. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. Lovely relationship. Love this. <laughs> I love the fact Pierre survived Empire and he's still there. Shuffle to Dirian. What is your cargo and destination? Parts and technical crew for the forest moon. Do they have a code clearance? <laughs> it's an older code, sir, but it checks out. I was about to clear them. I'm endangering the mission. I shouldn't have come. It's your imagination, kid. Vader, Vader knows he's there, right? 100% Vader knows he's on that ship. 
Yeah. Why does he let him go? He knows he can get close to him. But he says leave him to me. But he doesn't do anything, does he? He does. He goes to Endor. No, but only when Luke hands himself in to those stormtroopers in the attic. I think think you'll see it, that the shuttle goes to Endor anyway. Luke's got his plan. Vader's got his plan. Right, okay. People talk about Harrison Ford phoning it in from an acting point of view. But when he said, come on, let's keep a little optimism here, I saw in his own face that he was doubting that himself. You know, the optimism. And I believe that. I don't think he phoned in at all. I, I enjoy what he delivers. Come on, put some cam cream on C-3PO, for God's sake. (laughs) Should we try and go around? It'll take time. This whole party will be for nothing if they see us. Julie and I'll take care of this. You stay here. Quietly. There might be more of them out there. Hey, it's me. So great, these four getting, you know, they weren't really together in Empire Strikes Back, you know, a little bit at the beginning. But getting them all together for these scenes on Endor, they are good. Mm. I've always loved this as well when he treads on the stick, it's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Try a stick in the wood. Yeah. Gido, isn't he, in a sec? Over there, He'd already done there. the Ra- Raiders by now, right? So he was, he was used to a, a, a fist fight. Grunting. Yeah, bit of te- is it Terrace Kazi? Is that the, uh, yeah. the in-universe martial arts? Quick, jam their conlink, center switch! I loved all this. This was great. I don't yeah, think the, the toy was brilliant. That, that yeah. pallet toy I had around the table was brilliant. I just yeah. just the sounds. Like, how much do these speeder bike sounds get used now? They're like they're the speeder bike sounds for everything. I remember they showed it on probably news round or Blue Peter or something. I remember seeing speeder bikes on this chair. Great armor as well. Keep on that one, I'll take these two. That's a great shot, isn't it? Thank you. 
you think pod racing's hard? I reckon this is this has got to be a tougher a tougher ass than riding a pod. What do you reckon? Navigate yeah. all these trees. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that's the only reason why Leah climbed. She just went to get above the tree canopy so she could just check the manual, and then she came <laughs> back down again. I love the detail when, they, when she pulls off the bike, the way the bike wobbles as it continues on its way. It's got like a wobble to it because there's no one to balance it out. You can hear all the sort of foliage as well, like the, the trees, the, the leaves, everything breaking underneath, don't you? Because we are headphones in for this, so we're not... Um got overspill on the recording i'm hearing all kinds of stuff i've never heard before you know the chatter in um Jabba's palace all the background noise of just beings muttering and chirping away it's uh it's it's a whole richer experience I'll tell you one thing that ruined that that bit there for me they showed the behind the scenes and when that the kind of the, the top of the speeder bike, the bit that Luke cuts off, hits the ground, that shot. It's just the bloke throwing it on the floor and they've got a camera in front of it. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, ruining the illusion. Luke! Where's Leia? Well, she didn't come back. I thought she was with you. We got separated. Hey, we better go look for her. Take the squad ahead. We'll meet at the shield generator at 0300. Come on, R2, we'll need your scanners. Don't worry, Master Luke. We know what to do. And you said it was pretty here. Yes. Right, I'm off, lads. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you first saw this, Craig, what was your opinion of the Ewoks' inclusion of Ewoks? I was 12 years old. I was, I was on board with it. Oh, you were? Uh, you know, I, I think looking back, we knew a lot going in. You know, there was a lot of brief publicity. There was a lot of, you know, we'd seen in Empress War Guard, we'd seen Biker Scouts, and they were trying to keep the Ewoks back a little bit, but I'm sure I'd seen them. I've seen pictures of them going in, um, even though they were blacked out on the back. Um, but, yeah, I went with it. I mean, it depends what age. I just didn't register it as being an issue at all. I think everybody watching along, listening along, will will know well, that this was all like originally intended to be Wookies. Yeah. Um, but because uh, Chewbacca had been portrayed as being quite tech savvy and flying spaceships and fixing things, Lucas had to sort of go back and chop them in half and move the word around and make them Ewoks. And it was always his Vietnam allegory in it. And it is, you know, that's exactly what it is. And he wanted to sell more toys to kids. <laughs> Come on. Hmm? Warwick Davis is brilliant as this character, isn't he? And it's great he's carried on that relationship with Star Wars as well. I think he's been in pretty much, certainly in all of the prequel trilogy. Various characters. Because how old was he in this? He was still a kid, wasn't he? He's like 10 or 11, wasn't he? Yeah, he just still playing with toys. And it was meant to be Kenny Baker, it was meant to be Wicked, but he, he, was, uh, he was sick that day, so they, uh, they got Warwick in the costume. 
Love those noises there. What is it? Tiny little subtleties. What he does with his tongue, right? Every now and then, you'll see it. It's in a, you know, and it just adds that realism. He said about he nods. He had a dog, and the dog would look inquisitively. He'd like head would adjust. He tries to copy some of that. Endor blaster. Expensive. <laughs> Especially the black one. Yeah. That biker scout must have been walking like Come a on, ninja because he didn't step on a single twig. <laughs> yeah, he's already inconspicuous in that white armour either, is he in the forest? My talking slippers on. What the? It's funny, the whole equal thing, you're going to see Harrison Ford interact with him in a minute, and that's the most surreal thing, because he doesn't really do... I've never... I can't think of any sort of kiddie films he's ever done. He's always been the hard man in an action film. But seeing him have to interact with Ewoks, I wonder what he was thinking when he found out that was going to be the, uh, be the scenes he was going to have to do. From another storybook image. There's deleted scenes with them doing a lot more as well. Not a lot more, but mm. they, they hold the sticks up anyways. <laughs> I told you to remain on the command ship. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield and landed on Endor. Yes, I know. It's mad, isn't it, that Imidamid's only like 36 when he's doing this. He's probably he's probably younger than I have definitely younger than Harrison Ford, I think, or around the same age. Makeup job's brilliant, I think. I have not. I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear, Lord Vader. They are clear, my master. Then you must go to the Sanctuary Moon and wait for him. He will come to me. I have foreseen it. His compassion for you will be his undoing. He will come to you, and then you will bring him before me. As you wish. The spider web behind him, center of the spider's web. It's a trap. Have you guys ever seen a documentary called The Force Among Us? Oh, Master Luke. No, I don't know. I can't recall it. So they go out to the Redwood Forest, and much like when the guys go out to Tunisia and look for the filming locations, and they're trying to track down all of the places they film this, and they go into the town near where this was filming, and one of the guys has got the, um, you know, the creature um, Chewbacca finds at the minute and sets the trap off. He's actually got that hanging in his, in his store. <laughs> Oh. Must be worth a fortune. Just hanging there in his store. <laughs> this thing. 
Hey, I don't get it. Mm. Eh, it's just a dead animal, Chewie. Chewie, wait, wait, don't! <laughs> nice work. Great, Chewie. Great. Always thinking with your stomach. You take it easy. Let's just figure out a way to get out of this thing. Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure that's such a good idea. It's a very long job. Artie is a real Swiss Army knife in this film. Isn't he? <laughs> So these a lot of the voices they've used for the Ewoks. Um, ben Burt was I think I think the lady was I think it's Nigerian, she certainly or maybe Swahili, something like that. But he basically got this woman drunk on vodka and just recorded her speaking. And, uh, and, and that formed a lot of the voices for the uh, for the Ewoks. And it's similar for nine numbers as well. Chewy, what? give him your crossbow. Mm. Oh, my head. Oh, my goodness. They're not so bad, the Ewoks, are they? I'm in a good mood tonight. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, that they worship 3PO and not Chewbacca? Because he's like a joint version of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand anything they're saying? Oh, yes, Master Luke. Remember. Has there been any. Um... Expanded universe material that's explored this. Is it all part of a prophecy? Is it all part of the force at work that you know Freepio is there and they it turns the tide for them? Well, why the only thing I've really read with Ewoks is that they uh, they were they were hunting down and eating stormtroopers and the stories of stormtroopers were PTSD after being on Endor. <laughs> I think there's some of the, the Battlefront 2 games where you've been hunted by um, Ewoks and stuff. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's, good fun. it's like team games, isn't it? It's you, 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 you have one side the Ewoks and one side Stormtroopers, and you've got to chase each other down. It's pretty cool. It's an old friend of mine. Jogo, jogo, jogo. You know, this whole end sequence, you know, the Emperor is one step ahead in every respect he, he knows what the fleet's doing he knows what these guys are doing on the ground the one thing he does is ignore the ewoks underestimates the ewoks yeah that's his blind spot and that's his undoing they're, they're insignificant to him and his and his big plans and that's what trips him up Bad feeling about this. 
I love it in a minute with, with, with uh, Han trying to blow out the flame on the torch and all this stuff's quite good. <laughs> it's like a pork with a lightsaber, isn't it? You're just waiting for him to ignite it into his face. <laughs> Remember that baby Ewok was four stickers in the Panini album, wasn't it? Pretty sure. But it appears you are to be the main cause at a banquet in my honour. You know, considering how many times I've seen this, it's still quite a zippy film, isn't it? You know, we're quite far into this now. It does move at a good pace. She's had enough time to go to the tailors, the salon, <laughs> everything. I mean, look at that outfit. That's awesome. <laughs> Makes you wonder, who did they kill to have that? You know, clearly they're into eating people. So, um, is she wearing the robes of a dead person? Is the, are the Ewok movies set before or after this? Maybe it was someone from the Ewok movies. <laughs> Sindel. Yeah. Yeah. You become angry and use your magic. But Master Luke, what magic? I couldn't possibly just tell Has anyone ever spotted Lumat in this? <laughs> it's a grey one with the bow and arrow, isn't he? <laughs> All I know is that's low grey, and I think that's the only one I could probably have wicked. Probably the only two I could tell you their names. They mixed up some of the card backs as well, which doesn't help, does it? Just get this. <laughs> you get Paplu, don't you? I think it's Paplu who mixed the speed up. This is really letting you know, isn't it, how far Luke's come. And, you know, from the last one we couldn't lift the X-wing out of the lake, and now he's just doing this very calmly without having to struggle in any way you still have to throw a skull at Rancor's <laughs> gate switch <laughs> another attachment out now look <laughs> We're going to have to play that game of Doubler or Tondras in the Star Wars trilogy because there are so <laughs> many comments and phrases which could be misconstrued as rude. I love this. I like story time. I like Tickle Carbon. I think it's my favourite thing he says. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, R2, I was just coming for that. I think that's Chief Chirpa sat down, isn't it? Master Luke at Jiminy Chudu. Uta Millennium Falcon at Jiminy Cloud City. What's Nuch Vader? Han Solo. 
Tikolo Carbon. Oh. Harrison Ford's thinking, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I signed myself in for. What's going on? Wonderful. We are now a part of the tribe. That's what I always wanted. <laughs> Short health is better than no health at all. Oh, he says the scouts are going to show us the quickest way to the shield generator. Good. How far is it? Oh. Ask. Granik. We need some fresh supplies too. Chiotoba. Try and get our weapons back. Uma Frida. Hurry up, will ya? I haven't got all day. Luke, what's wrong? Leia, do you remember your mother? Your real mother? Just a little bit. She died when I was very young. Very young? What are you? <laughs> five seconds <laughs> after you were born, huh? Really? Really? Tell me. She was very beautiful. Kind, but sad. Why are you asking me this? I have no memory of my mother. I never knew her. Luke, tell me, what's troubling you? Vader is here. Now, on this moon. How do you know? I felt his presence. He's come for me. He can feel when I'm near. That's why I have to go. As long as I stay, I'm endangering the group and our mission here. I have to face him. Why? He's my father. Your father? Proper disgust in her There's face more. in there. <laughs> Just took the words out of my mind. Yeah. If I don't make it back, you're the only hope for the Alliance. Luke, don't Here's talk that way. You have a power I, I don't understand and could never have. This is a great use of this You're next wrong, bit of dialogue on it in the Force Awakens trailer, you have the first that one. Power too. In time, you'll learn to use it as I have. The Force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. And my sister has it. Run away. 
far away. If he can feel your presence, then leave this place. I wish I could go with you. No, you don't. You've always been strong. But why must you confront him? Because there is good in him. I felt it. He won't turn me over to the Emperor. I can save him. I can turn him back to the good side. I have to try. This is a guy who blew up her home planet, so she's going to really struggle to get over that, isn't she? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Nothing. I, I just want to be alone for a little while. Nothing? Come on, tell me, what's going on? I... I can't tell you. Could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? I... So I'm probably about a quarter into the audiobook of The Princess and the Scoundrel, which rewrites what happens to Han and Leah after uh, Return of the Jedi as opposed to the old expanded universe um, and their courtship. Is that Do you want to know go, what happens? Did they go on that bloody on that starship <laughs> thing, don't they? Did they go on that yep. hotel at, at, at Disney? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you what? They do what? You know the so hotel, get... the starship at Disney, this this one that's just been shut down? Yeah. That's Link it to that. That's where they've honeymoon. <laughs> So they get married on Endor immediately after the Death Star gets blown up. They have a little ceremony with the Ewoks and they get married. And uh, Bob Moth makes them go on the honeymoon and they go on the Halcyon. And they go, yeah, the, the Disney, um, ill-fated Disney Star Cruiser. Have they got a honeymoon suite then? Could you stay in that if you went there? If you pay an extra $10,000, you could stay in the honeymoon suite for the night. I don't didn't catch that they were in a honeymoon suite. Han goes and plays Sabacc with some uh, engineers in a, in a little side room. I don't know whether he gets to do that or not. That's what the inside of an attack looks like. And I request permission to conduct a further search of the area. I thought that they, they had INT uh, little ships in them. Good work, Commander. Leave us. Conduct your search and bring his companions to me. Nice shiny. Nice shiny. He's got his um, action helmet on. The Emperor has been expecting you. This is a cracking scene, this isn't it? This is really good stuff. So, you have accepted the truth. I've accepted the truth that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father. That name no longer has any meaning for me. It is the name of your true self you've only forgotten. I know there is good in you. The Emperor hasn't driven it from you fully. That was why you couldn't destroy me. That's why you won't bring me to your emperor now. I see you have constructed a new lightsaber. Your skills are complete. Indeed, you are powerful, as the Emperor has foreseen. 
come with me. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. I will not turn, and you'll be forced to kill me. If that is your destiny. Search your feelings, father. You can't do this. I feel the conflict within you. Let go of your hate. It is too late for me, son. The Emperor will show you the true nature of the Force. He is your master now. I know James Earl Jones is, is just a master at this, but huge credit to Dave Prowse because just the tiny, just nods, inflections, everything he's doing. Bearing in mind from a non-verbal comms point of view, we can't see the mouth move, but we're getting so much from his gestures, head nods. And even this, just staring out like this. Yeah. You know, feeling the conflict. You know, he's feeling. David Prowse is Darth Vader. There is, there is a part of this film now, how much of him was he actually in the costume? Because I know he'd had a big falling out with Lucasfilm at this point because of well, letting, uh, letting slip who, you know, the whole Luke, I am your father scene and, or I'm your father. It was, um, I don't think he'd done him any favours and he fell out with George Lucas and Lucasfilm, didn't get on well with the director of this film. Richard Marquand, and yeah, he didn't have a good time on this film. Anthony Daniels didn't get on with him either, with Richard Marquand. Right, okay. He had to do a lot of his ADR afterwards with George. But didn't he find out really late in the day about Sebastian Shaw playing Anakin as well? Right, okay. I think that was really late. Film's just waterfall action now to the to the end credits and it's non-stop. We had all the couple of slow scenes to set everything up and now we're off to the races. That's such a great shot in it of the Falcon flying through that fleet and then coming up to the screen. But with the heroic music of John Williams, it just paints such a great picture, doesn't it? You know who the goodies are. Just listen to that music. This will be the shortest offensive of all. He's a great puppet, and he might not. I think he's great. Oh crap! Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. Yep, no. I'm gonna go to the Back door, yeah. huh? Good idea. Yeah, it's Papu. Did you say that earlier? Yeah. It's only a few guards. There shouldn't be too much trouble. It's like, right, Wicket, I'm going to go and nick that speedo. You tell the big golden one. Well, it only takes one to sound the alarm. Then we'll do it real quiet like. Oh, oh my! The Princess Leia! I'm afraid our furry companion has gone and done something rather rash. Oh no. So in the storybook, which I'm sure we've all got, the, you know, the red one with um, the Emperor's Royal Guard and, and Vader in it, 
Scholastic Publications. Love it. They name check Paplu in it. So it says, 3PO calls a Mistress Leah. I'm afraid Paplu has done something rather rash. I do love this, the way he's hanging off the handlebars. It is quite funny. (laughs) Is that the book that's got Luke in Jabba's Palace hanging from the... When he comes back out, it's... um... Yeah. Look at him, like a bamfer. <laughs> yeah, that book you mentioned. No pictures of a rancor in it, but seven or eight pages with Ewoks. <laughs> Next hand. Isn't one of those been retconned to be um, Rex, you say? I think people desperately want it to be, don't they? But they're saying it isn't. So is this a bit of a makeshift throne room? Because it's got like cans and shit lying around. It's not very regal. It's in a spire, isn't it? At the top of the Death Star. It's on top yeah. of the Death Star. I'm just on this big spire. Okay. And and it's not finished, is it? To be fair. Hey. There's probably still some cans of paint lying around still. I think it's got like a standard throne. He's got the same chair in every film, so he might just like have either extra ones or just take one with him. Yeah. Guards, leave us. Guards are like, awesome. I'm off play Candy Crush. (laughs) I'm looking forward to completing your training. In time, you will call me Master. You're gravely mistaken. You won't convert me as you did my father. Oh no, my young The proper ghoul, isn't he? You will find that it is you who are mistaken about a great many things. His lightsaber. Ah, yes. A Jedi's weapon. Much like. I think we talked about this on those old fossils, but he had such a job to come in and out baddie Darth Vader, didn't he? And he did a really. made a real good fist of it. Yeah. Soon I'll be dead. Yeah. I mean, even like the, um, you know, the, the whole story with the Force Lightning that, you know, Vader can't overthrow him because if he does, he'll just get blasted with Force Lightning. So he, he never gets to do what the Sith are destined to do. I mean, he was in the in the original novelization as well, wasn't he? I think there's a, an epilogue to that or a, a prologue when it talks about the with Palpatine overthrowing the Republic and creating the Empire. So he's, he's not an afterthought and just the baddie that's been chucked in. He was, he was always there. He's mentioned, isn't he, in, in a new Yeah, home. he is. He's name-checked, isn't he, quite early on. Yeah. Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design. There's some great extra dialogue in the novelization as well when he's talking to Luke about 
you know, he can feel he's become strong with a force and who trained him and he said it couldn't have been Obi-Wan because he's died so long ago. It must have been, it was Yoda, wasn't it? And he mentioned, he name-checked Yoda. But there's no indication of any relationship to the Jedi in here at all. Or, you know, him wiping them out or why he'd want to wipe them out. No. Are you buying the name Sheev? You, 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 are you taking that as canon now or are you... Uh, <laughs> hiding that one in from your mind, Craig. I don't, well, he's got to have a first name, hasn't he? And I guess it follows it follows all the baddie names, you know, like Tyrannus and Rancor. And they've got they've got earthly meanings, haven't they? Because you know he's likely to shiv you in the in the queue in the canteen. Standing by. Gray leader standing by. Green leader standing by. Luck has foils and attack positions. May the force be with us. We've got to be able to get some kind of. Yeah, so he is speaking Kenyan. In That's fact, Kenyan. Yeah, yeah, that particular um, is higher H Y A H. And um, apparently, when this film was shown in Nairobi, they absolutely loved, loved it. They went mad. They they saw it as a huge bit of respect that they kept their language in. Take a base of action. Green group, step across the holding sector. Some of these shots. Look at this. Just amazing. Oh, yeah. How the different elements they've got there. And that's not done in a computer. That's someone having to cut and paste bits of film one on top of the other. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. There's too many of them. Accelerate to attack speed. Draw their fire away from the cruisers. Copy, Gold Leader. Come, boy. See for yourself. From here, you will witness the final destruction of the Alliance and the end of your insignificant rebellion. You want this, don't you? There was meant to be a, an extra bit of jeopardy there, and there was a deleted scene for it that the Emperor had given instructions that if anything happened to him or if the shield got taken down, he was going to turn the, turn the Death Star on the, onto Endor and blow up Endor. And there's a deleted scene of him getting that order from Moff Jared and Moff Jared kind of weighing up whether he was going to do it or not. So he was a bit conflicted as well. Yeah, I think that was just a step too far. I kept it simple. No, it is unavoidable. It is your destiny. You, like your father, are now mine. 
It's just unusual, isn't it, to have three different scenes playing out, three different stories of what yeah. key critical well, points to happen. Exactly what I was going to say, Jez, because you had Star Wars just had the trench run. In Empire, you had Luke fighting Vader and Han and Chewie and Lando escaping. And then this, you know, you've got a three-way. But then he takes it up another yeah. level in Episode One because he goes to four. There's a four. There's four different storylines going on at once. You've got Maul versus Qui Gon and Obi Wan. You've got the land battle, the air battle, and you've got Padme trying to capture Luke Gunray. So you've got four going on in that one. I think we'll probably all agree that three is the magic number. <laughs> well, they're on their way. Artu, are you sure this was a good idea? Three. Oh. We surrender. I love the behind the scenes of all of this when you see the Ewoks creating up stormtroopers and there's a bloke with a megaphone shouting out, beat the shit out of them. What do we reckon the best destruction of, a, of an ATST is? Some of them are a bit poor, but others that look really good, I think. I think the, uh, I was about to say the effects of them are so good. They're kind of, you can't but the state, you can't like, fault them. You think how, how hard that must have been to do. But I think probably the favorite is the, um, the logs, sort of when the logs buckle under the logs. Yeah, I like the logs smashing it in the face. obvious how they're doing it but it is it is clever stop-motion stuff they've done in this film it's so so slick compared to what you mm. see in other films at the time and I know it's machines moving and part of the creatures but even still it's so good the real progression isn't there across the the three films to get to this it really is just a massive showcase to where they've got to with all this stuff. 
What do you think about the choice of laser blasts? Because when they're on the ground, everyone's firing red lasers. Everyone, they're just firing red lasers. But then in space, you've got the goodies firing red, the baddies firing green. Should they just buy their stuff in a different area? I think it might, maybe they thought it'd help people identify who's firing at who. I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought about it before. It's <laughs> a good point, though. See, I would have, I would have given the green to the goodies because mm. red is associated with Sith. There we go. Yeah, there's a logic to that. Something special planned for. We only need to keep them from escaping. As you can see, it's like nothing from there, does it? Friends, your friends have failed. Oh, if it had been a film today, they'd be flying up past the view screen every two seconds. Yeah. It would be really <laughs> yeah. in your face still. Camera would be shaking. Yeah. I think there's something to be said, though, for the fact that because the technology was so restrictive, they had to be, you know, simple in the storytelling, but it had so much to it. When, you get, when you've got the technology there to do all these complicated shots and all this fancy stuff, it just... Yeah, so this is the issue. Why is the Death Star operational? Why has it got planet-defying lasers and it can't have its own shield? Shall I tell you why? Go on. I was thinking, because I know you mentioned this the other week, I mean, because Luke says, it's like Luke says to the Emperor, your overconfidence is your weakness. He said to those guys, right, the Death Star's not finished, just get the gun built, don't worry about the shield. Same as the Ewoks being on the planet. They just needed that gun to work. That's my that's my fury anyways, Jez. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that part. I'll buy that. Probably different contractors to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a contract now. Music just telling a story. Thanks. Oh, oh no. More tears. <laughs> they don't actually see the tears, they do. Did they ever make the Dead Ewalkers an action figure? Lay one down. <laughs> paint his eyes, paint his eyes shut, and lay one down. Maybe give him a scorch mark, scorch bear. Yeah. Yes, I said closer. Move as close as you can, and engage those star destroyers at point blank range. At that close range, we won't last long against those star destroyers. We'll last longer than we will against that Death Star, and we might just take a few of them with us. Have you seen the uh, the outtakes of the, the the pilots? And there's one there's one called Granny Granny Pilot, and it's like literally like a sixty year old woman who's stuck in a, in a in a cockpit with a helmet on, and she's just saying the lines. 
They're coming in. I can't shake them off. And all this is brilliant. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. No, what's that on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send you the link over, Pete. It's hilarious. It's just all these different actors, like they've obviously got in on a, on a from an agency, just literally stuck them in a pilot costume and. Uh, and film made for the main lines. Yeah, it is really funny. I am defenseless. Take your weapon. Strike me down with all of your hatred, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. So, all of these scenes, Vader's lenses, I think, tell a story as well. Because they kind of go a bit smoky, a bit cloudy at times, almost like his path is clouded because he loses the shine. Definitely later on, start noticing his lenses a bit. No, keep an eye on that, I've never noticed that before. Definitely when his son is very nearly dead, the, the lenses are completely different. Here you go, Jess. Ancient Wicked War Cry. <laughs> Cheap gag. <laughs> One of these is Richard Marquand, I think. One of these. I mean, maybe this guy was, um, was the director. Yeah. Isn't is it Robert Wise was one of the other one? I think he threw out. ATSD destruction now. Chewie's hair was great in Return of the Jedi, wasn't it? Yeah. I like the card back on the vintage. The, the yeah. They kind of nailed it, and then they went sort of backwards on The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at Chewie earlier on. His hair's almost in curtains, which was very much at the time. In fact, maybe a couple of years early. But there's definitely a slight curtains element to his to his hair. There's a couple of eighties touches in this. I always thought like the the rebel, like home worn and the and Admiral Akbar's costume, that kind of grey with the yellow felt very eighties. Sort of unusual really, because they don't tend to reflect the eras that they were made in in that respect. Yeah. But um, yeah. I got it! It's a good gag. He definitely just caught Phil then, didn't he? You all saw it. Oh dear. Don't move. I love you. I know. Hands up. Stand up. Funny in it in the Mandalorian, then had the episode with the ATST, they made out as if they were like indestructible. <laughs> Just flown up about three of them in 30 <laughs> seconds in this. <laughs> Did you see the bottom of her boots? There was no grip on them at all. They were just completely flats. 
not appropriate in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That was quite shocking when him kicking him down the stairs. You're like, oh, he's gonna have the upper hand after seeing him get his ass kicked in Empire. Let the heat flow through you. Obi Wan has taught you well. I will not fight you, father. You are unwise to lower your defenses. the good in you, the conflict. There is no conflict. You couldn't bring yourself to kill me before, and I don't believe you'll destroy me now. You underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. <laughs> sense he's just trying to impress his boss standing behind him and he you know he, he's on the edge and he, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to fight him watch out squad at 106 i'm on it gold leader good shot red two sure in a little bit now it's just definitely don't let me down The rebels have been routed. They're fleeing into the woods. We need reinforcements to continue the pursuit. I've never noticed those extras acting at that desk before. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> you just shoot Han. You just shoot Han. Throw me another charge. Yeah, you got to watch um, Vader's right hand. Oh, yeah, he's got the saber. Yeah. So you're going to explain that, Dan, to the listeners? <laughs> yeah, so there's um, there's a scene in the book in, in the novelization where Luke rolls his lightsaber to Darth Vader and he picks it up. And, and clips it, well, holds on to it, and then Luke pulls it back from his hand before this fight starts. But I imagine to simplify the scene, they've um, they've just left yeah. Vader holding the lightsaber. Your thoughts betray you. Your feelings for them are strong, especially for sister. So you have a twin sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Now his failure is complete. 
If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. lines there is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, your favourite, your favourite modern figure, yeah. But what a powerful scene with that music, yeah, the music and the, yeah. you know, the chorus. We've never had a chorus in Star Wars. Any sort, of, you've had some in in music in film music where people have sung, but nothing like with a chorus. It's no, it's a new thing. Adds so much more tension and fulfil your destiny. Merg. Take your father's place at my side. It started to get upsetting for me, I think, when I first saw this. When, when the lightning starts crackling. Mm. And that bit where it hits his teeth. Oh. There was some stuff in the um, in the first draft where, I don't know, well, maybe one of the drafts where it was the spirit of Yoda. You'd see the outline and the electricity trying to block it off of Luke. So, yeah, really? Decided, yeah, decided to make it. Yeah, Luke facing it all on his own. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. I think it's in the um, in Rinsler's book. If you read through that, there was they were gonna they they considered putting that in there. So be it, Jedi. <laughs> Runs about fifty meters away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no debris falling around him or anything. Commence attack on the Death Star's main reactor. We're on our way. Red group, gold group, all fighters follow me. <laughs> I told you they'd do it. <laughs> lenses to me just I know there's loads of sadness in there already I think yeah. this is the special effects here those electricity effects you know that's all hand drawn and just the the, the the scale of it almost you know normally you watch these things and some of the 80s movies that came out around that time and the, the it, look, it wouldn't look great the electricity effects but they, it looks real yeah, when you get the, the skeleton of Vader as well coming up. Yeah. Ah! 
think it's just the light shining on that one on the right. that scene with the nose or or without I'm take it or leave it you know I, I we have to sometimes to let now. go yeah somehow the Emperor survived <laughs> Sith magic cloning what are you gonna do quite a feat in it when you think what a, a villain Darth Vader is and how villains generally get treated in films to have him become a sympathetic character mm. the way he is at the end of this film it's, it's quite a thing now lock onto the strongest power source it should be the power generator I remember playing the, that arcade game Return of the Jedi with the scene bloody hard Split up and head back to the surface. And see if you can get a few of those TIE fighters to follow you. Copy, Gold Leader. Is that the first time you get that music since New Hope as well, isn't it? The TIE fighter attack music. Yeah, yeah. That was too close. We've got to give those fighters more time. Concentrate all fire on that Superstar Destroyer. We've lost our bridge deflector shield. Intensify the forward batteries. I don't want anything to get through. Intensify forward firepower! Show you how big the Death Star is, then when you see that great big Star Destroyer, and it just looks like nothing compared to the surface of it. I think we're all going to go a little bit quiet now and listen to this bit. Luke, help me take. This mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me look on you with my own eyes.
Leave me? No. You're coming with me. I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. You already have. Look. You were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister. You were right. Father, I won't leave you. Did any of you guys know that Vader's mask was going to come off before you see it? And what did you think of that? Because it's pretty shocking, isn't it? The state he's in. He's in a state. Yeah. I just remember thinking, apart from the big, horrible, gaping gaps and stuff on the top of his head. He actually looked quite sweet and quite nice. Yeah. And relieved to see his son for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they took them away, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Gave them some eyeliner. So that breaking glass sound as well when they hit it. The story goes the Falcon was originally meant to get blown up in that. They were going to kill Billy D and Nine Numb. I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew. He wasn't. I can feel it. You love him. Don't you? Yes. All right. I understand. Fine. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. Let's get married. Let's go on a star cruise for our honeymoon. <laughs> He's my brother. And that's the last line of Star Wars. He's my brother. There isn't another spoken word line in this film now. Apart from that one. If that counts, I don't know, is Ewok. <laughs> Saying, can I come on the cruise? Won't be any bother. <laughs> I carry your bags. That's how they missed the trick when it. They should have. They should have done a honeymoon suite. I'm convinced that people would have paid. I'm sure I, they probably did, mate. To keep, <laughs> to keep it open. Could have saved them, couldn't it? Yeah. I'll report back when I've finished the book. 
I'm sure it's a, a rip roaring tale. Wicket was actually saying, can I organise the stag do? <laughs> oh, that's in the book, yeah. <laughs> it's messy. So did Luke put the helmet back on his dad's body to burn it, or what's going on there? Is that just the armour? Well, we have to assume he's in there, don't we? Ah, okay. I didn't know where he disappeared because he'd come a force ghost and he was just burning the armour. Yeah, that's a very good question. I mean, they burn Obi-Wan, uh, uh, Qui-Gon, don't Qui -Gon. they, at the end of um, yeah. episode one. So. Yeah, the best bit about all this is where they're putting the statue down. Yeah, and, and they've got like the storm. Have you seen the stormtrooper? They're carrying a stormtrooper in Coruscant and they throw him off the edge. See if we can <laughs> spot him. Have you not seen that? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. Let's see if we can spot the stormtrooper. Here we go, he's in here somewhere. Yeah. Well, there he is, there they've got him right there. <laughs> This works well as a finale in terms of new music, far better than the whole Jabba's Palace sequence. That just doesn't work yes. at all. No, absolutely. It's just too much fire in a dry wood area. <laughs> I really know what they're doing. <laughs> I always like that bit. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think, Jez, if you ever leave the army, I think if you have another career, I think you should be as a risk assessment officer. <laughs> There's some bad dancing going on in this. It's like uh, the um, Inspector Morse rave episode. Trying to find the appropriate time to remind Dan I'm in the Royal Air Force, not the army, but <laughs> sorry, you, you get the point. You know what I mean. Military science. I know it's going down. Yeah. Give me Greg's uncle. What? I don't no. understand. Who's that? I wonder who's going to use that bloke. What's going on? That's the worst <laughs> bit in the movie. <laughs> Who's he? Why they did that? It's another random Jedi. It's like some really... teenage kid. It's never gonna. It's never gonna be right. What a load of rubbish. We. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. That was easy ah. compared to some of the other ones we've done. <laughs> that was good fun. Enjoyed that. It's good, isn't it, Star Wars? I like Star Wars. Yeah, it's good movie that. Like a lot. we taken away from that what have we spotted that we're uh we're taking away for me it's that tongue thing hanging off a jab at a hut ceiling i'd never seen that before that is amazing really i only spotted it recently and i think i did i look it up it is it's there's a whole backstory you can look it up i'm sure there's a backstory to what it is it's weird i remember thinking my god i never noticed it and then i just I don't know how i found it. i'll try and see if i can find out what what i read but i remember there is some sort of backstory to it they did make him into a little figure. He was he was included in I think it was like the the airfix set, the little diorama of Jabba's palace. Turn of the Jedi is often cited as the weakest of the original trilogy. Do you think that's do you think that's a fair assessment? I think at the time 
I think this I think it went for spectacle. I think that was the feeling. It was like, wow, it looked great and it was lots went on. I think it's only got richer as more of the story has been told. So I watch that now and I can't divorce myself from the prequels from the Obi-Wan show, you know, and you, you put that onto Vader, you put that onto those characters and I think it's I think it's a better film for it. That's my hot take. I think Return of a Jedi is better for Mark Hamill. I think as an actor, he's developed over the years from 76 through to 82, you know, as as this was being filmed. I, I love it. I, it's just so easy watching, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the effects, we've talked about how good the effects are in there. And I think seeing it as a nine-year-old, that just is absolutely perfect time into perfect age to get that and yeah. i think it probably comes in for too much criticism for the whole hit the muppets side of it and uh i don't know i just think it was pretty groundbreaking at the time and the design of all the characters and the costumes yeah i think the art the ewoks are still a bit jar- jarring but there's so much else going on around that it's, i can maybe it's the rose tinted glasses effect and that's got a big part of it but that, i can be quite forgiving of it i love it i think it's great and i i've always you know, when you think of the ranking, everyone says it's either you know Star Wars or Empire, then Jedi. And I've been I've been guilty of flip flopping Return of the Jedi between you know I've had I had I think I said on the last on the last show I'd had Attack of the Clones ranked higher than Return of the Jedi at one point, which is just insanity. But yeah, I've I've been guilty of probably giving it short shrift. But it is it is a good film. It's a great film. Five stars. Yeah, I mean, there's loads we can pick apart in all of these things as people do now in modern movies. You know, you look at technology and the two rebels are always going to be behind the Imperials. But you'd like to think if the Imperials can build a Death Star and then a second one in relatively short order, the rebels have probably got firepower enough to blow up the bunker from, you know, offshore, from from outside of Endor. Um, But we've got to follow these adventures of our heroes. Maybe we just need a bit more childhood innocence. You just watch a movie and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, you you watch Top Gun Maverick and just think, that's an amazing movie. It's just a little bit, you know, it's a little bit silly, but it's an amazing movie. It's not over. What do we do for a day job, Nick? Jess, what are you talking about? I thought that was how it really was. There it is. I reckon you go out and oil yourself up and play a bit of volleyball on a Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's the Navy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that has been that's been brilliant, guys. I've really enjoyed that. It's a dose of um, feel-good mm. cinema. I've, I've really yeah. I needed that. And a massive coming together of John Williams is the themes all coming together as well. That's like, I know it's mentioned time and time again what John Williams brings to it, but it can never be underestimated, can it? No. Even these new themes, you know, the Empress theme, this one we can hear now, the you know, the Luke and Leia theme. Brilliant. Any of you guys watch this for the fortieth anniversary at cinema? Uh yeah, I did. I got to the cinema. Yeah, I didn't, but I, I kinda justified it by the fact that I'd seen it at the sort of sort of with the live orchestra a couple of months before that. So yeah, I didn't make it unfortunately. I wanted to just didn't manage to get everybody aligned <laughs> it was a real short window when it was one week mm. and it wasn't at many cinemas i mean certainly in london there was only a handful it was in um 
I've got, you know, probably four cinemas within about three miles of my house. But yeah, none of them are showing it, unfortunately. Well, I managed to watch it. It hasn't been advertised very well, but I tell you, hand on heart, it was the busiest I'd ever seen the cinema since COVID started. It was, it was, it was round, and it was amazing. All, all generations as well. It's all sort of real mix of sort of people going to see it. Brilliant. Skywalker will return in 2015. <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. So guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, I hope, hope everyone listening has enjoyed it too. So until the next show, it's good night from Craig. Cheerio. It's good night from Jez. May the force be with you. It's good night from Pete. Good night. Cheers, guys. And it's good night from me. We are Generation Skywalker. All eras, all passions, all Star Wars. Yeah.